Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Starting at verse 8 through 11. So Matthew 21, 8 through 11. It's out there on the, on the screen. You can get it on your Bible app there. But it says this, a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna. Somebody say Hosanna. Somebody say Hosanna. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? And the crowds answered, it is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Now, in, in the book of Luke, chapter 19, 39, it says this, Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Jesus, or teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Amen. While we all stand up tonight, or this morning, or this afternoon, I'm all confused already. 10-4? 10-10. No, 10-4. 10 No, 10-10. All right. We're on the same page? Amen. Let's get ready to receive this, the word, amen, on this Palm Sunday, amen. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads, amen. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much. We thank you for friends and guests that are here. Father, the people that call this their church, Lord, and those on Facebook Live, Lord. We thank you for the audience that you have, Father, now widened to spread your gospel. And I pray right now, Father, that you would bring us into one mind and one accord. Lord, that those, Father God, that have ears, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say to them, Father. Lord, I pray that your word will come, Lord. Let it fall on good soil. And Father, let it grow, Father God, into something that you have created us to be. And I pray right now for signs and wonders, miracles that would take place, Father God, just like they did back then when you were walking this earth, Lord. Let the blind see and the lame walk, Father, and the deaf hear. And I pray right now, Father God, that salvation will come to the day in your house, Father God. And so you move, Father God. Stir our hearts, Lord. Transform us by renewing our minds with your word, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way and do your thing. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't say sit down yet. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You got to understand today, church, that praise, somebody say praise. Somebody say God. Come on, praise and God go together. Praise and God go together. You cannot talk about God without praising God. Come on, somebody. I said you cannot talk about God and not praise God because the God that we serve is worthy to be praised. And today I want to minister a message entitled, Is Your Praise Genuine? Is Your Praise Genuine? Now, genuine means this, 
Sincere, honest, real, not phony. There's a lot of phony balonies in this church today, amen? Come on, let's just get real. Come on, we, we got to have a genuine praise in our spirit. And so the history is filled with examples of people who started out humbly and rose to great popularity, but at the end of their life became broken and defeated. We see that with athletes or, or for people or people that had no money to have money to end up with no money. Come on, somebody. Woodrow Wilson was such a man. One of our presidents that brought peace during World War I was cheered by many throughout Europe by his cheering. The cheering would stop after one year as he came back home. The war that brought depression, financial struggle in our country, which brought stress into his life, and he began to have health issues. And in the next election, his party lost. Woodrow Wilson was heralded as a hero, but came to his last days as a broken and defeated man. Today, in our text, we see such an example. Jesus, a son of a carpenter, educated in Nazareth, one who gained favor with the people, one who was cheered and praised on that day, but a few days later would be mocked, beaten, and even crucified by the same ones, listen, who were doing the cheering. At that time of history, the Jews found themselves under heavy oppression. How many of them, there's a heaviness in our world today? Their taxes were high. Hello. Did you know that your taxes went up? <laughs> They're taking more out of your check. Come on, taxes went up. They were restricted. Hello again. Double hello. Come on, there's some restrictions right now. Lots of executions by the means of crucifixion, and there was a heavy depression on the people. The Jews were in search of someone, a, a desired king, someone that will come and set them free. See, the world right now, church, uh, is looking for an answer. Come on, they're looking for freedom uh, from this virus, amen. Uh, come on, Jesus, I'm here to let you know, is the answer. Uh, Jesus is the cure. Uh, true freedom comes through Jesus because there is victory. Somebody say victory. Somebody say victory. There is victory in Jesus. And we as a people of God need to declare it. I said you need to declare it. You need to speak it over your situations. You need to speak it over your life. We need to speak it over our world. See, the people in our text had seen the mighty works of this man, Jesus. They witnessed him restoring sight to the blind. They saw the evidence of him healing the lame. Come on, they saw him feed multitudes, listen, multitudes with a little boy's sack lunch and still had leftovers. Hallelujah. They heard him raise Lazarus from the dead, and they listened to him teach with authority. And they thought with power and authority like that, Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody say Jesus. Jesus, without a doubt, was the one that would set them free. Here in our text, this is the scene. Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. Come on, he's riding on a donkey. The crowds began to cheer. And shouts of praise came as Jesus rode into town. 
Come on, it's a Jesus celebration, a, a parade going on. And they were declaring, listen, uh, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. There's my wife. I was looking for you. There she is. I felt kind of lost. I'm like, where's my baby at? There she is. Hallelujah. Come on, they were singing Hosanna, declaring Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. But when you really think about it, church, uh, most of us enjoy recognition. Come on, somebody. Don't, come on, don't get quiet on me. Come on, somebody likes, come on, anybody here feeling like feeling special? Especially when it's your birthday? Come on, some of you guys even brag, it's my birthday, it's my birthday. We know. <laughs> Come on, we, we like that. We like that recognition, amen. We like it when someone comes in and you say, bro, you're a blessed man. Sis, you're awesome. I like it when people come up to me and say, you know what? People come and say, pastor, you're the best. I say, come on, don't stop. No, no, come on, don't stop. Come on, we, we like the recognition. We like feeling special, amen. But Jesus, come on, isn't like us. Can I let you in on a little something? Jesus wasn't impressed with the praise they were giving him. Come on, they weren't imp- he wasn't impressed on the parade and the party that they were throwing out because he knew something more about it. Because he is looking, listen church, for genuine worship. Genuine praise, amen. Uh, not something that was just going to last for a day or a week. Come on somebody. Tell your neighbor, come on, he's going somewhere. Tell your other neighbor, hold on. Come on, he'll take us somewhere right now. Come on. He's not looking for something that's going to last for a day, church. He's not looking for something that's going to last for a week, amen. He's not looking for something that's just going to just last for a Sunday service, amen. But he's looking for genuine praise, amen. Something that will last, listen, for life. How many know? That he knows. Tell your neighbor, he knows. Oh, he knows. Come on, you can, you can put your praise on in here, amen. You can walk in all hallelujah, smiling, amen. But Jesus knows. Jesus knows if you're, you're worshiping genuinely. Jesus knows if you're lifting your hands, amen, that you're doing it for him or you're doing it for some recognition for yourself. Jesus is having a day here. You, you read, you read this, uh, the, the text that we read, and it looks like, man, there's something going on here in Jerusalem. And there's a celebration going on. There's a party going on. Something's happening here. Let, let me read it to you again. It says, a, a very large crowd spread their clothes. Clothes are out, outer garments. It's like a sweater or a scarf or something they got wrapped with. They're, 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 throwing, they're throwing their clothes off. Come on. And then others, amen, this is others cut branches uh, from trees and spread on the road. Just like these branches are here, a bunch of them just spread out. And the crowds went ahead of him. And those that followed shouted, Hosanna. Somebody say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Oh, come on, somebody shout, Hosanna. Hosanna. Come on, somebody pretend that you're there that day and see, Hosanna. Hosanna. Come on, they're singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Come on, it looked like it was his day. 
A great crowd came out for the celebration. I mean, you can probably smell the hot dogs and the carne asada. I mean, things were going on. Clothes and branches are thrown on the road, amen, as he, as he traveled it on, on them. People are praising and shouting and declaring, Hosanna in the highest. I mean, others are waving those palm branches and cheering his name. Oh, man, he, imagine you, they're doing that for you. How would you feel? Oh, man, for me. Jesus rode in, but he says, there's something wrong here. He didn't reject it. He didn't stop it. He didn't tell him to shut up. He didn't say, you guys are a bunch of phonies. He didn't say that. He, he heard the praise, but, but he knew something was different. Something's wrong here. He's looking for genuine praise. Come on, there was a tremendous praise coming from the people. This was the biggest event that ever took place in Jerusalem. They'd never seen anything like this. It almost seemed to his disciples that a breakthrough happened for Jesus. The disciples thought, you know, the master had to miss this one. These people are not going to crucify him. Look at them. They love him. And so the disciples were even puzzled, like, you know what? I don't get it, man. This, this, they love this guy. And while it seemed to be a good day, things seemed soon turned for the bad. See, Jesus was always doing good towards others. He was always giving of himself. But he was always blasted, listen, for his efforts. Remember the man who healed with the withered hand? Come on, good thing, huh? Blasted because he did it on the Sabbath. A man that he healed that was blind from birth sounds pretty good, huh? No, they wanted to kill him now. Come on, then. then there was a time that he cast out a demonic spirit in the man. Good, huh? Nope. They thought he was a freak and said, get out of our town. He raises his friend Lazarus from the dead after being dead for four days. That's pretty awesome, right? No, they started saying, we need to take this guy out. Almost everything that Jesus did that was a good thing, he was persecuted for it. You see, Jesus knew that their praises that day, listen, church, would stop. Their praises, listen, was not genuine. How many know that Jesus wants a genuine praise? God is looking for true worshipers. Uh, Jesus wasn't trying to stop uh, their worship in our text, amen, uh, but he does desire true worship. He does desire that our worship be Genuine. Tell your neighbor, be genuine. Tell your other neighbor, he's looking for the real deal. Come on, are you the real deal today? I mean, you can say yes, you can try to prove it to me, but how many know that he knows? He knows, amen. You can, you can blow me away by jumping around and doing all kinds of things. I said, look at that sister, look at that brother field. And Jesus is like, oh, I know. I know. I know where he lives. I know where she lives. Come on. Are we looking for self-recognition? Are we genuine worshipers? See, in John chapter 4, the, the story of the woman at the well that he encountered, 
Jesus told her in John 4.23, but a time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Jesus wants. Somebody say Jesus wants. Somebody out there say Jesus wants. Come on. Jesus wants genuine praise. Genuine praise, listen church, will always take you beyond the church building. Come on, somebody. Genuine praise will continue despite of hard times. Amen. Uh, genuine praise uh, will lead you to trust God and stand in victory. Amen. Uh, genuine praise will lead you to tell others about Jesus. Uh, genuine praise uh, will cause you to declare who he is in your life. Amen. Uh, that's what genuine praise will do. Genuine praise. We'll let you know that everything, somebody say everything. No, I like this, everything. Everything's going to be okay. When you start to praise God genuinely, amen, you understand that God is in control. Come on, if you're going through sickness and you start to praise God, you know that God's going to heal you. If you start to praise God through your situation, you know that he's going to get you through. Genuine praise causes that. Now, if we go back to the woman at the well, Jesus went on to tell her in John 4, 24, God, listen, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And otherwise, be genuine. Be real. Come on, you see, true worship and praise worship Jesus for his very nature. He wants those to worship him to know him. Did you hear that? He wants those that are worshiping him to know him. See, sometimes we go into worship and we don't have even a relationship with God. Come on, we're just singing it because we see the words on the monitors, amen. We sing it because we heard it on the radio, amen. And so we sing these phrases, we sing these things, we even sing Jesus, but we don't even know Jesus. Psalms 30 verse 4 says this, Sing praises to the Lord. You who belong to him, praise his holy name. Psalm 63, 3 to 6 says this. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me. Oh, come on. This, this person right here, David's writing, man. He's, 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 he's praising God right here. You satisfy. Are you satisfied? Oh, come on. Are you satisfied? Come on, because your face don't sell it. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Are you satisfied? Come on. Are you satisfied? Come on. You got to be satisfied. You got to be. Come on. This should be a joy inside of us. Amen. Because we know we found the truth. Amen. And it set us free. And come on. We come to church and we're like, are you satisfied? Yeah, I'm satisfied. Come on. I'm satisfied. I said, I'm satisfied. Oh, man, hallelujah. Let me tell you, this last few weeks, amen, this last month or so, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied when I wake up every day now. I'm satisfied that, you know what, I'm getting, I'm breathing, amen. I'm satisfied. Come on, he's good. Can somebody say amen? David says, "Ah, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. Come on, will you be sold out for Jesus if somebody offered you a carne asada burrito? 
<laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm satisfied. I will praise you with songs of joy. I will lie awake thinking about you, meditating on you through the night. Oh, David's in love here. He's in love. And his praise is genuine, church. That's what it causes you. When you praise God genuinely, these words just come out. These, these things just come out of you. You start, man, you start saying things to him that you won't even say to your spouse. Woo, come on. There's an old song that we used to sing back in the day. Probably Brother Garrett knows it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Oh, will I bless thee. I will lift up my hands unto thy name. Man, we just worship God. See, the key words of true praise and worship are found right here in this passage of Scripture. My lips shall praise you, verbalizing. My hands shall praise you, physical involvement. It's all right. He's back. He's back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Albuquerque in the house. Hallelujah. Come on. My, my, my hand shall praise you of physical involvement. My soul will praise you. Inward dedication. My joyful lips shall praise you. Happy, positive, not negative. And I will remind, be reminded of you on my bed, meaning I meditate at night. It's not a Sunday thing. It's a 24-7 thing. It's all the time thing. See, these things cause you right here. That's genuine praise, church. It's the very nature uh, that God is so awesome, amen, and he's worthy to be praised. That's why he stopped the to heal those two blind men. It was part of his nature. Hebrews chapter 4, 15 said, For our high priest is able, listen, to understand our weaknesses. He is caring and he is merciful. That's his nature. And it's worth to be praised, church. It's worth to receive genuine praise. Not just praise for a quick fix. Come on, we, we, we love to praise God when we need something from God. But when we're all right, the praise stops. Come on. Some of you guys got stimulus checks, and you guys should be happy, and you guys are still mourning. <laughs> because you probably already spent it all. Oh, man, that was a great opportunity to say, you know what, this is time to start a savings account. This is a time to start saving for a rainy day. This is a time to do some things, amen, but, or get caught up on some bills. That's what it's really supposed to be used for, amen. Not to spend it out on the big TV and all the other stuff. Mm. Shut the door. Lock it right now. Hallelujah. Come on, it's supposed to make our economy. Yes, you give back, but God, to take care of what you need to take care of. This is why we, 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 uh, we pay these taxes and it's for your benefit, but it's to get caught up through this lockdown, to get caught up through this virus, to get caught up through all this stuff. If there's money left over, there's nothing wrong. Just like Brother Garrett said, to, to be blessed a little bit and, and, and get blessed or get some new threads or whatever it is, amen. But you know what? Use some wisdom because six months down the line, you're going to be crying again. 
Listen, we cannot live thinking and hoping we'll get another one. You can't think that way, church. You got to think, my God's going to take care of me, no matter what the government says. And God, let me have some wisdom. Now, hopefully when you got it, you prayed about it and said, God, I'm going to give you what belongs to you because I wasn't seeing this coming. And I'm going to use wisdom on the rest of the 90%, amen, to take care of what I need to take care of because I know that things happen. And so I'm going to put a good chunk away and start a savings account. Start building for myself. Hello? Man, we need to have some money seminar. Money matters. Come on. Right here at R.C. Willie. Look at me. I'm back at work again. Amen. Come back. But he's a caring God. He's a merciful God, church. Look at the people that Jesus touched. He touched those in society that were thought as unimportant. Like beggars and those that were poor. But God's nature is to reach out to those. To show care and mercy. To help the weak, the sick, and the hurting, the lost. Which is really everyone, church. The Bible tells me that he was moved by compassion. That he was a, he is a merciful God. He cleared out the temple, chasing people out, turning tables over, stating that our God is holy and that his house should be called a house of prayer. He rebuked those who tried to quiet those that wanted to praise him. And those that people viewed as nobodies. Look at the nobodies in this crowd that are somebodies now. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. If you're somebody now, somebody say yes. Oh, come on. Somebody say yes. Let the devil know. The devil's trying to make you a nobody. But Jesus made you a somebody. Come on. I'm somebody. I'm a child of the king. I'm a, I'm a son of the, in the heir of the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm his favorite. I am. You can, you can claim that statement for yourself. You're his favorite. Why? Because his love is that much big that he can, I can be his favorite. You can be his favorite all at the same time. But I really am the favorite one. I love God. I love him. Amen. I, and I, and I may, he makes me feel like I'm his favorite. I say he makes me feel like I'm his favorite. We praise God. We praise him for the compassion that he shows us. Who has a heart for the lost and the innocent and the weak. And I'm here to let you know that he hears your cries. He hears your concerns. And he loves you. You may not feel love. You may feel like, you know what? Man, uh, life is just throwing me a curveball. Things are coming my way. But I'm here to let you know that he hears everything. And he loves you and he's looking for you, say me, you to seek him genuinely. So how is your praise, PCLV? Come on. Is it based on things that are going on in your life? I feel good and today I'll lift up my hands because I got my check, hallelujah. I'll praise him today, amen, because you know what? I, I feel good physically, amen. Or is your praise based on, listen, on who he is. Because despite of what's hitting your life, I'm here to let you know that God is still good. Come on, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, church. He is a good God. That does not change. He is a good father. 
He's a good daddy. You see, anytime we base our praise on what God, what's hitting our life, our relationship with him, church, listen, we'll go up and down. I feel like praising him today because things are good. But when things are bad, well, I don't want to lift up my hand today. I'll even put it in my pocket just in case I get a little tug. I just don't feel it today. I don't want to shout. Can we just go to the preaching, amen? Because I don't even want to worship God. Just, 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 I'm just, I'm just doing my thing here. I just want to get in and get out. Some of us is coming like that. You guys are right now. Some of you guys are already looking at your watch. Oh, man, what time are we getting out of here today? Oh, man. Some of you guys are not even listening to me. You're out there in La La Land singing, whoa, whoa, whoa. That burrito sounds good. Yeah. I think I'm going to try out that new chicken place. Yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, he's still a good God. Amen. But when we're not feeling it, church, amen, that's when it should become a sacrifice of praise, amen, because he's still a good God. God, I don't feel it. God, I don't feel good. God, you know what's hitting my life? My marriage is getting rocked. My my finances are getting rocked. But you know what, God? I'm going to the house of God because today is Palm Sunday, and I'm going to celebrate you for who you are because you've been faithful. You've been good. You've been awesome in my life, and I know that you're going to come through once again. Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on, church. My lungs aren't fully developed yet. You got to help me out here. When I'm going like this, yeah, go for it, Pastor. Hallelujah. If we place our praise on who He is, church, we please Him. Come on, he'll help us through any storm or trial that hits our lives. Just like I said on Wednesday, if you start your prayer with praise, he'll help you in your needs. Come on, the world or our lives may feel that we're in a storm right now. Your boat may be rocking right now, but I can tell you, PCLV, I I can tell you out there in Facebook Live, Jesus is still on the boat, amen. Come on, he has not abandoned you. He has not bailed on you. Jesus can calm any situation just like that. Come on, he can speak to any wind and say, be still. And the winds and the storms of your life will be still. They'll obey, church. God can do anything just like that. Just like that. Come on, it's rocking. Oh, you're like, whoa. You're getting a little sick. Come on, you ever been like that? Like, man, what's going on in life? Amen. Sometimes just life just has you turned around. Come on, you just, you don't even know where you're at. You're praising God backwards. You know, you're just, you're just all confused. Amen. You're, you, you're just all messed up. Amen. And it's rocking and, but he's there. He's right there. He says, I'm not going nowhere, son. I'm not going anywhere, daughter. I'm rocking right with you. You know, I, I, I've been through there. I, I walk that life, amen. I, I've been where you've been. I know what you feel, amen. Uh, he's on the boat because he understands, church. Uh, he knows where you've been. Uh, he knows your situation. Because it happened to him. Just hang on. Because at any moment, I can just go, and it'll stop. 
At any moment, I can snap my hands or my fingers, my hands. Snap, there it is. Snap my hands, hallelujah. I can do anything. I can weak my eye. I can cause any situation in your life to stop. The voices that are screaming, the things are from the world that are screaming at you, his voice, that calm voice, he can speak and bring peace. Oh, come on, somebody. That's the God I serve. That's the daddy that I pray to. That's the daddy that I worship in the midst of the chaos in my life. In our text, the same people that were praising God, these same people that were throwing and waving the palm branches, these same people that were shouting, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, those who were singing Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, later shouted, crucify, crucify, crucify. They weren't singing that part. They were shouting with anger, crucify. These same, these people were just going with the flow. They were just going with the crowd. I'm not saying that there were some, not some people there that were genuine. But some of them were just being part of what was happening in the current situation. But their praise, church, their, their worship wasn't genuine. Do you clap your hands and lift your hands just because everyone else is doing it in the church? And you kind of feel like if I don't do this, people are going to look at me. So, you know what, I'm just going to go with the flow here. I'm going to close my eyes and do one of these numbers. You kind of, you want to go with the flow. Are you, are you participating or are you spectating? Do you praise and worship him because who he is, or you just want to be part of what's currently happening? You see, when you do that, you're no different than the people in the text. At one moment, worshiping God, and the next moment saying, crucify, I'm quitting church, I'm out of here. Come on, somebody say amen. Or the next very moment saying, I will not serve him no more. After all that Jesus has done for you. Is that all it takes is a stimulus check to make you happy with Jesus? Is that all it takes? And once the money's gone, forget God. I hate Pastor Art. Is a genuine church. What takes us to be happy? Is it things? Is it is it is it certain certain things that we want in our lives that He meets, or just you know what? It doesn't take anything because all that He's already done on the cross was enough. That's all I need. Amen. Everything else is just the extra flow. Everything that I see now, yeah, I want him to fix my marriage, and that's what he does. He fixes our situation. He delivers us and sets us free, and that's what the cross is all about, amen? All that comes with it, but you've got to continue to praise him genuinely. There has to be a genuine spirit inside you. I'm here because I want God. I want change in my life. 
And I'm thankful for what he's done in my life. And I, I don't let things or situation worry me when I know who I serve. Come on. When, when, when we worry, then when we're not really trusting him. I said we're not really trusting him. And I'm not saying worry is not is a problem, church. Because we all worry. Come on, let's be, let's be real. We all go through our worries and our concerns, but we're not supposed to live there. Come on, that's the, that's the flesh. That's, that's, that's who we are, amen. But, but we have to stand on faith. And we have to turn those, those worries into prayer. And seek the one and start to praise God for who he is. And he says, that's why he says in Philippians, that, you know, this, this verse has just been over and over. You know what? Don't, 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 don't worry, pray. And then ask him what you need. And then thank him for what he's done. See, we forget the thanking part. We tell him what we need, but we don't thank him what he's already done. Because once we start to thank him for what he's done, then we start to remember what he's done for us. And that causes us to bring that peace that the Bible talks about that, was, that surpasses all understanding. God, you know what? Why am I doubting you when you, when the biggest accomplish that you've done in my life was save me at the altar. When you broke the chains and you set me free, everything else became God. You're working on this and you're working on that and you're fixing me. So now when a situation comes our way and we've been serving God for X amount of years, amen, and all of a sudden, amen, we start losing and we start losing our faith and we start doubting our God, amen, when he has been so good to you, when he has been so merciful to you, and you say, God, why don't you praise me now? Because if you don't, these rocks will praise me. Now, I don't know about you, but I ain't going to let no rock praise me if I have breath within me. I want my lungs. I want to praise him. And I praise him genuinely. And I don't care who's, I'm not, I'm not here to press you, amen. you, on, you, nobody, amen. I'm here, to, I'm here to worship one, one captive audience, and that's my God. And I'm not doing to say, look at me, God. I'm just saying, God, this is all that I have. I'm broken. I'm humbled. I'm, I'm here to worship you because you've done a lot for me. I'm thankful today. I'm so thankful. And even when I was in my sick bed, I said, God, I'm still thankful. I'm here. You didn't stop my praise. I worshiped God in my room. I danced. I couldn't maybe I couldn't use my lungs at that time, but in my brain I was having a party. <laughs> Move my body though. <laughs> Nothing was coming out of here, eh? But God knew I was worshiping inside of here. And all that started to work inside in my lungs. Get better. Open up because he knew I want to praise him. Not just inside, but I want to verbalize it. I want to sing. I want to tell people what my God did for me. And I still tell people. I still tell them because he did something in my life. And he reminded me, don't take for granted even the small things that I've done in your life, son. Don't forget those small things because they were big at that time in your life. Don't forget those small things. And so when we're going through a storm and battle, that's why it says, you know what? 
Don't worry, pray, but then thank him. Because when you go to Thanksgiving, gratitude, you always go back to what he's done in your life. And then he'll bring a peace. Why am I tripping for? Why am I freaking out for? She'll change. He'll change. We'll change. God's going to take care of us. I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to trust God. And I'm going to church on Sunday. And I'm going to put my praise on. And I'm going to just shout to the Lord and tell the devil. (laughs) Sorry. Corona. No Rona, no Rona. I'm going to praise my God. See how happy you guys just turn by just saying, I'm going to praise God? It's better than just, I don't know how we can leave a Sunday service and still feel all like that. And it's probably because some people just don't know my God. And those are the ones we pray for, that God, let them, oh, let them have an encounter with you like I had. That's what I pray. Let them have an encounter. There's something that's trying to steal their joy, their peace. See, we got to understand the two sources out here, God and the devil. That's it. There's nothing in between that. And then you're a mixture of that. That's the battle that we fight is between God, the devil, and ourselves. And so we got to understand, you know what, that we just need to tap in to who he is. When he does that, something inside of us causes a praise. Because we used to be like that too. Come on, somebody. I mean, I've been in church services, man. I didn't want nothing of God. Hello. <laughs> Come on, I've been there like, uh uh-uh, it's not for me, amen. I want this, amen. And I, was, I just stood in my mess. And when I made the bigger mess, amen, I was just scared to go back because I, I didn't want, I just, I didn't, I, I didn't know how anymore. And I wanted God, and I didn't know how to get God no more. Because I had so many things that the devil was whispering, going, oh, you can't go back. All the stuff that he says. I'm here to let you know that Jesus is a lot more than that. Jesus is a lot more than clapping your hands and going with the flow. Our praise has to be true, and it has to be genuine. You have to live for him, church. Meditate on him day and night. We should have an attitude that says, to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I understand that, you know what, my life doesn't belong to myself. Your life doesn't belong to yourself. You were bought with a high price. And God says, honor your body to him. And that's what I plan to do the rest of my life. God, I want to honor you. I want to honor you. I repent from the things that I dishonor you in. And God, help me to honor you for the rest of my life. I don't want to just say it. I want to live it. I want to be it. And I want to be a true worshiper. I want to be a genuine worshiper. And I want it to be evident in my life. That no matter what hits me, nothing will ever steal this praise from me. As long as I have breath within me, I will praise the Lord. 
As I close today, church, we praise God because he sent his son, Jesus, to save us from our sins. A son that became the final sacrifice for us to live a perfect life for us, for those who were not perfect. Who gave life for death. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Somebody say, all my heart. And don't depend on your own understanding. Remember the Lord in all you do, and he will give you success. Come on, remember what God has done for you, and he will give you success. Listen, if Jesus stopped for the blind to heal the sick and raise the dead and save the lost, he will surely help you or us during this time. Maybe during this time of pandemic or COVID-19, it has shifted your self-centered desires instead of making God-centered desires. We need to use our bodies as a light for Jesus that will outshine this darkness and that will outshine this virus. Matthew chapter 5, 13 and 16 says this, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. But you, say me, say me, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on its stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Maybe you're here today and you're saved, but you never laid down your life like he did. Maybe you're doing things in your own strength instead of his. I will end with this. Has your praise been a reflection of what's happening in your life? Or has it been because of who he is in your life? Jesus seeks those who will praise him, worship him in spirit and in truth. Church, PCLV, Facebook Live. Is your praise genuine? Something that you got to ask yourself or something that you need to change within yourself. Amen.